Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks you pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Bible Adventures for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Bible Adventures is the unlicensed and unofficial story of the best-selling book of all time, adapted in all its 8-bit glory for the small screen. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't. that's what that's what this is. <laughs> Bible Adventures. It's an unlicensed game made for the Nintendo NES, and uh, it's something else. Yeah. So did you? You said it's an adaptation of the best-selling book of all time. Yeah. Well, it's like you know we. This played... covers all of the bases. Do you need to know anything else about that particular book after playing this game, or is it like kind of a? It's sort of like what book are you asking? <laughs> It's in the title, Dan. It's it's the Bible, <laughs> the Bible. Yeah, they uh, not the whole thing. Obviously, they had to, this is this is <laughs> they had to, this they is an abridged yeah. an abridged version. You get three three little Bible stories here in eight yeah. bit versions, and um, yeah, it is interesting. The whole story behind this game is is interesting. This is one I actually owned. <laughs> okay, I owned this game as a kid. My mom or somebody bought this, and uh, so we had this in our collection. Now, when you say the story behind this is interesting, are you saying the source material or the story behind the game itself? Like some kind of interesting development, like Wisdom Tree decided to yes. <laughs> make an unlicensed well, NES game. Yeah. That, or seven. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly that. The fact that... <laughs> This company was trying to make unlicensed games, and Nintendo was like, you can't do that because we won't let you sell it in any stores. And they said, well, what stores could we sell games in that don't sell Nintendo games? Christian bookstores. <laughs> so they decided... The, the developer wasn't originally like solely making Christian games, but then once they realized where they could sell these games unlicensed, then they became a Christian game developer. <laughs> I think just as some, some background they, here... come to Jesus moment. Yeah, quite literally. Quite literally. Um, if you if you somehow missed this in our previous podcast, I don't know if we've ever actually mentioned it. Uh, I am a I am a youth pastor, and so <laughs> this is very funny to me. This yeah. this game, um, it's it is December still when we're recording this, and when this is being released, and so we decided finally I was going to get to pick some games. Yeah, for I think the I think I'm calling it December. Okay, we have to make it a pun, apparently. <laughs> so I picked the last game, which was Rampart, which um, was a resounding worth it. Yeah, the uh, reviews yes. have been coming in from you guys uh, since we released that episode. Everybody I, loves it. It's Everyone has a new favorite game. It's the funny you should mention that because when we're recording this episode, that episode hasn't even gone live in the public feed. <laughs> yeah, well, sure, Dan, if you want to okay. say so. Uh, and then... I got to make a list of a few games from Dan's collection, and we put that on our Patreon, and we put it to a vote, and we let all of the Patreon subscribers vote on the second episode this month, yep. and out of all of the choices I gave them, the winner was Bible Adventures, Ugh. and so for the last two hours, Dan and I sat down, and um, we played it. We did. We yeah, played it. We sure and did. And I, what, what did we learn, Jordan? We're going to have to be really careful about what we put as Patreon polls in the future. Oh, no. I'm glad. I'm glad. This game is hilarious to me that it exists. No. The whole story behind it is hilarious oh. to me. And I think it will be a good discussion. I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, Dan, do you have any fun facts for us about Bible Adventures? Not many. Not many. Uh, but I have a few. 
Uh, this game was developed and published by Wisdom Tree, as yeah. we mentioned, a uh, purveyor of fine <laughs> retro games at Christian bookstores. They were formerly called Color Dreams, I found out. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they were called Color Dreams okay. before they decided to pivot to the whole Christian yeah. bookstore market. Okay. <laughs> if you're like, oh man, I loved Color Dreams. I didn't realize that <laughs> One was of my favorite NES the moments. same company that became yeah. Wisdom Tree. Yeah, right. Uh, Jordan, the, this game came out in 1991. Uh, there was an NES version, a Genesis version, and a PC version oh. of this one. So PC like the, like personal out, computer. Like there was a PC version back in the day. Or are you referring to the modern Steam? No, of the, this game? I think they're back in the day. You oh. could find like a CD-ROM or maybe a floppy disk. I would assume at that point. Yeah, probably not a CD-ROM. Um, a DOS. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, PC version. Cool. Uh, the game reportedly sold 350,000 copies. According to uh, Wisdom Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Toys R Us. All you need is the Christian bookstore. They uh, to- they have a, you know, like normally on Nintendo products, there's a little seal on the front that says like the Nintendo seal of quality. Yeah. And obviously they couldn't do that because this game was unlicensed. And right. They, so they put a little seal on there that kind of is in the similar spot, same color. And it says all of the biblical content of this game has been approved and reviewed by. And you're thinking like, oh, they must have got, you know, somebody to review and approve this. It says all of the biblical content in this game has been reviewed and approved by wisdom tree <laughs> so apparently you know if, if they can be trusted to review and certify their own content surely they can be trusted to review and certify their own game yeah. sales Three hundred and fifty thousand, you said <laughs> yeah that's a yeah. lot i mean uh jordan i i did a review of our podcast and i can certify that it is fantastic yeah well uh, i mean <laughs> might as well put the worth it or worthless seal of approval right on the cover yeah we need to add that too we need to add our own seal of quality to our podcast artwork yeah yeah yeah, yeah. why not we should make it like a mini gold worth it or worthless logo and like no you don't want to make it your logo because you don't want to make it too obvious uh, that we're, <laughs> you have to put it in the fine print that we are the ones certifying our own worthiness. Oh man, <clears throat> Jordan. Last fun fact. Uh, by the way, the fun facts come from our friends at Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not, not our friends. Our the royal. Our friends is what I mean. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Games Radar uh, gave this game the honor of the 68th worst game ever made. 68th worst. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow, it's it's hard to quantify that because there's been <laughs> so many bad games. So many bad games. Well, to even get a look, I think, uh, says something about yeah. this particular game. Yeah, for sure. Like, you have to have enough clout to even be like, it's like, you know, you're not completely written off. Like, it's worthy of noting that it's bad. Yeah. I mean, to, to think about that list, how do you even compile a list? Like, I guess, I don't know how big uh, Games Radar is as a, an outlet or anything, but it's like, how many people do you get in a room where you're like, we have the authority to judge every game ever made and to compile a list of the worst games? You can't have Oh, are you saying like they called an official like council I think so. together yeah. to do this? They had to have had like their editors. I'm not familiar with Games Radar. I think it's just a like normal like game uh, journalism website or whatever. But I would assume that they got all of their editors together in a room to make one of these internet lists. No, there's like the no top. chance one guy put this list together and an <laughs> editor said yes. That's just not how internet journalism works. You don't you don't gather a council. It's not like they're trying to decide like, you know, 
in the spirit of the game we're covering, this wasn't like the biblical canon where they gathered a council together to decide what was going to be on it and not. This was definitely just one guy coming up with a list. <sighs> maybe, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they maybe they pulled the entire universe of journalists from the gaming sphere and came up with a list of the worst games ever. And this yeah, number 68. Anyways, Jordan, you want to get into what the, what the game does well? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Dan, despite this being the 68th worst game ever, according to Games Radar, I think that there are some things that we can say about this game. And first and foremost, the thing that stands out to me is that this game is better than it has any right to be. Okay. Now, stick with me on okay. this one here. It's what? A set- oh, so, as an unlicensed game created by a publisher who, like, became a thing simply because they were trying to figure out a way around Nintendo's licenses and all that. And I was reading like a little bit of the Wikipedia page, like the guy who like created all this, he was self-taught. Like this is, this is like (laughs) the least official game company ever. So basically what we have here is a fan game. Like if somebody was like, I'm really into Batman and they're going to like, you hear about all these like Nintendo fan games and stuff. Like this is basically just like a fan game. Like I'm really into the Bible. I'm going to make a Bible game. (laughs) And it came out in 19, 1991. So when you think about it like that, like the fact that they were able to like take these tools that were not intuitive or easy to use at the time, and they came up with something that was like actually playable and like not terrible. Like I don't remember hating this as a kid. Like it had it's it's better than it has any right to be. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I um can't can't say I agree with you on that. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just you know we gotta. We gotta have something to say. I've, I've got some things. I've got I'll some points. It. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Jordan, this game has a generous continue system. Um, second point. <laughs> generous with the continues. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's no lives in this game. There's just, you get health in the form of stone tablets <laughs> with Bible yeah. verses written on them. Yeah. So you, or tutorials. <laughs> if you've never seen this game, it's essentially a ripoff of Mario 2 where it, you walk around and, and you, you pick stuff up. It's a platformer Even where you pick stuff up. Even that, I think, up. is a little too generous of a comparison. Okay, it's a platformer where you walk around and you pick things up. All of the all three game modes. There's three different game modes. You have a Baby Moses game mode that loosely, very loosely, follows the story of Baby <laughs> Moses. You have uh, David and Goliath mode that's pretty accurate, and a Noah mode oh. that is way longer than oh. it has any right to be. Okay. Well, no, okay. David's, okay. it's David. He's a shepherd. You're collecting sheep. That you know <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. And then he eventually goes and fights Goliath. Like there's nothing in there that you're like, okay, they stretch this a little bit. The whole baby Moses thing will get there. Quite the stretch. Okay. Anyway, so it, it's it's a platformer and your your health is sometimes you walk around and you find some like Ten Commandment tablets on the ground, and when you pick them up, <laughs> like Dan said it either it might give you a little tutorial on how to play the game or you might just get a Bible verse and then that somehow gives you more life. It gives you extra health. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the anyways, continue the, uh, the continue system. So the levels are are pretty short for the most part. Um, but the nice thing is, um, instead of them like punishing you, sending you back to the beginning of the game ever, you can just continue every time you fail. And I like that. I thought that, that was that served this particular game pretty well. Yeah, you have infinite lives. I think part of it is, you know, we talk about often why so many of these old games were. It, like the difficulty was inflated because they didn't want you to go rent it and beat it in a weekend. It's not really a problem when your game isn't available anywhere officially. And so like no one's going to be <laughs> renting this from Blockbuster. They don't have to like artificially inflate the difficulty. So they just gave you No, a they very... didn't do it artificially. They just they just no. did it on purpose manually. Yeah, and the game the game is hard but it's beatable. Is it? I th- <laughs> I should say we beat baby Moses. Okay, that sounded wrong. We we completed the baby Moses levels. We completed the the David and Goliath levels and we were well on our way to, to complete the Noah's Ark levels, but it was simply too long. We ran out of time. We ran out of time. Yeah. We could have beaten it if we had the heart oh, and yeah. the time. Absolutely. The game the basic gameplay loop is is very repetitive and so yeah. we we realized that we had gotten all we needed to out of this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jordan, another thing that I have that this game does well, multiple games. Yeah, same, three game modes. I, yeah. And the fact that it could have just been one long yeah. game. And, and it was, but Yeah, but they could have like locked it like you have to beat all of the David ones and then you get to play the Moses ones or whatever. They probably didn't know how. They didn't know how to just like stack them. <laughs> just hacking it together. Yeah. So instead they give you three different modes and you can choose them whenever you want. And when yeah. you die on the screen where you, when you're dead, you can go back to the menu or you can continue or yeah. you can choose a different game mode. It's yeah. nice. I yeah. like it. It's, it's a variety of the same. I mean, it's they're not like that drastically different. They're all like pick up something and carry it somewhere. Yes. Pick up a baby, pick up a sheep, pick up a toucan. Isn't that basically how life is, though? Like, you pick up something and take it somewhere. Um, sometimes. Give me any scenario sometimes. in life. Any scenario. Um, I was going to say food, but no, that feeds right into that. Yeah, exactly. No intended. Pick it up somewhere um, and put it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't say groceries because you just pick those up, take yep. them home. Exactly. Um, work. You don't Work. <clears throat> yeah. You're going to pick up. Well, what, what, what job am I doing? Yours. My job, my job is to pick up knowledge and take it and put it somewhere <laughs> yeah, right, into whatever. somebody else's brain. Whatever. To put it in someone else's brain. Is that what this podcast is about? It's yeah, this whole podcast. We're going to pick up an experience with the video game and then uh, put it into the internet for you to listen goodness. to. Okay. All right. Well, point being, three, yeah. three different game modes, essentially very similar gameplay. Yeah. They're all built on the same you know, engine or whatever. They're yeah. pick it up, move it yep. somewhere. <laughs> you don't even have to yeah. put it down sometimes. Sometimes you just end the level by picking it up and taking yeah. it somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes you fail the level by not picking something up and going to the end of the level. Oh, yeah, which <clears throat> is also true of life. If you get <laughs> yeah. somewhere where you're, you know, and you don't have the thing you needed, you got to go back and get yeah. it. Yeah. Specifically thinking of the DMV. <sighs> oh, no. Other government entities. Uh, Jordan? Dan? Uh, I have one last point. I have none last points. None last points. Okay. So I have maybe maybe some humor in the sprites in the gameplay. Oh, the very expressive facial. Yeah. Uh, what are those called? Expressions. Yeah. The word that you just said. <laughs> you get hit by a snake and you make a funny face. Yeah. Uh, the pigs they slip 
the slippery pigs. You gotta feed them fruit to pick yeah. them up. Yeah. How silly. You gotta knock out a lion with a bale of hay before you can pick it up. <laughs> Just like real life. I think you're mixing uh, games. I don't think no, no, there's no. a bale of hay. In the, the final, lions. in the final, yeah, there is. In the final level of Noah's Ark, you're trying oh. to collect lions, tigers, coyotes, um, and then some non non carnivorous oh. animals. Okay. Yeah. All right. We didn't make it that far because we ran out of time, unfortunately. We did not, yeah. Truly, truly sad. But it was good to see the end of the the games that I never saw as a kid today. Yeah, we definitely um, got much further today than I ever did as a kid. Yeah, this um this is a video game. But there were there were moments that were funny. Oh yeah. With this experience. Like when the eagles like they fly down and they keep like knocking you. The over, eagle will or pick you up away. and carry you into the sky, yeah. which is also realistic. I've seen a video on YouTube oh, of an eagle picking up a deer. Eagles versus or like whatever. If you find a bird of prey, yeah, and versus another animal, yeah, you will find some crazy videos on the internet. Eagles are nuts. <laughs> um, my wife and I lived in Montana for a couple of years, and there was in our local newspaper an eagle picked up a baby deer and dropped it on some power lines, and the power lines cooked the deer. The eagles are getting smarter than we ever thought they could. It's ridiculous. They're cooking their food, people. we got to watch out for those eagles, <sighs> especially in Bible Adventures. when they, <laughs> They're picking It was really up. funny. Dan was so close to beating this level that we had been trying to beat for so long, and the eagle swoops in and picks him up, and it makes him drop baby Moses, and then the eagle carries him to the end of the level and drops him, and Dan completes the level without holding baby Moses, and it sends him all the way back to the beginning, and it was very funny. I was laughing extremely hard. I don't even think those are eagles in that level. What were they? Oh, they, know, were they were kind of like, like, seagulls. like seagulls. Yeah. yeah. Well, seagulls are very vicious birds of prey. I don't know if you know. A seagull is just an eagle with an extra S on the front. Yeah. <laughs> that eats trash instead of, <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of small mammals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that eagles are also um what is it called birds who like eat dead stuff? Uh, uh, birds of prey. No, like carrion birds. Oh, there you go. Or yeah, whatever. They eat roadkill. And okay. that was one of the big reasons why Ben Franklin wanted America's mascot, not mascot. You know what I mean? The bird, <laughs> okay. our state, our country bird. He wanted it to be a turkey, which I think would have been cool. Cause then on Thanksgiving, instead of eating turkeys, we could have been eating eagles all this time. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Do you have any uh, any, th- any thoughts with Jordan before we <laughs> shift gears into what the game doesn't do so well? No, I think I'm ready to shift those gears. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The first thing on my list of what this game doesn't do so well, the music. Yeah, the music. Okay, this is the weird thing. The game actually has some pretty decent menu music and <laughs> and death music because they just straight up ripped off some like classical music. I think it's like Ode to Joy or something. They just ripped it off. It sounds fine. But then the actual in-game music, the thing that you hear 99% of the time when you're playing the game is so bad. Yeah, it's like they didn't... So most... The NES has, what, like four sound channels, five sound channels or something? No clue. And most of the time, what developers would do in the NES era, would, if you're jumping, it's going to make like a high-pitched jump sound, and then something in the music is going to duck out 
while it makes space for the sound effect that you need. Yeah. But generally speaking, all the sound channels are being used. Yes. Well, instead of doing that in this game, they decided like, well, let's just never duck out the music. Let's like just sound effects will be exclusively on one channel. Let's only use the baseline channel or whatever. The, the <laughs> I don't yeah. know what the different channels you are. Get, but it's never like there's no drums no. Like, with the noise channel. There's, you know, no like kick and snare. There's no like melody. It's just a baseline by itself the entire time when you're playing this game yeah there's no no discernible melody you get one almost random sounding baseline during the actual gameplay and it's in all three game modes that same <sighs> it's, it's very awful one note baseline and then by the time we were done you know like an hour or whatever hour and a half into this i'm just like i can't this is starting to feel like it's a nail in my temple. oh see i was starting to love it i was like this could, oh yeah yeah this could yeah, be top 40 yeah, yeah yeah for sure i mean this game well renowned for its soundtrack but we just we couldn't get there with couldn't it get there with it yeah it's very similar to yeah. uh streets rage 3 where a lot of people a lot of people <laughs> i don't know what i would rather listen to a lot of people love the soundtrack actually the composer broke a lot of barriers but just it wasn't doing it for us personally <laughs> Um, for me, one of the worst things about this game is that it's a platformer and <laughs> it has incredibly slidey and imprecise jumping, which is just oh, a really man. bad combo yeah. for uh, a platformer is when like your jumping is not precise. And then when you land, you slide. Yeah. It's like everything apparently in this game was made out of ice. Yeah. This, I have the physics um, and what the game doesn't do well. It's just like. I don't know, man. They they by the time this game came out, had come out, we had gotten uh what what year did Mario three come out in the in the US? Was it nineteen ninety? I think it was. So we had gotten Mario one, <laughs> Mario two, and Mario three. You had like three great examples that would have been like a way better game to sort of try to imitate the physics on yeah north america got mario 3 in february 1990 okay so it's like well, there, why 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 would you think that this was a good idea to make the physics feel this way they, like just it, uh, they like spent i can't all do what their, i want to do they spent all their physics stat points on when you run with stuff like the, like um the stuff you're oh, yeah. carrying actually responds <laughs> to the physics of you running looks forward. like it's blowing in the wind and when you jump everything kind of bounces so yeah. they spent all of their physics points on making it look cool yeah and not yeah. on actually making it feel good yeah they're like kids aren't ever going to beat any of these levels what can we do to like make it enjoyable for kids like yeah. oh your your animal stack is blowing in the wind <laughs> uh, speak yeah animal stack because as noah you can carry up to four animals stacked on your head I and think I'm it's not, more than that. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. If you're feeling risky. Maybe, but I'm just saying. you got to be feeling risky. I've seen the guy carry a cow, a horse, another cow, and a monkey all on top of his head. It's incredible. While jumping, his vertical is higher than his own height. So the dude had mad calf muscles, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was really impressive. And a calf on his head. Oh, oh. I like that. Yeah, this game feels really bad. I mean, it's it feels bad. Speaking of the coding, we did notice some incredibly janky coding, some yeah. very like weird collision stuff where like sometimes you hit bad guys and sometimes you don't and sometimes like they're kind of near you and you get hit. Um, enemy behavior, very strange. Dan got I, stunlocked for an entire health bar, which is gosh. always fun. Yeah, I have the AI also as what yeah. the game doesn't do so well. Um, the let's okay so you're making your way through egypt and you're trying to get baby moses to the end of the levels and let's add these 
moving black pits that try to troll you. They'll wait for you. They're not moving unless you're like. So there's these, these parts horribly. Where the, what am I trying to say? The the black pits. They don't respond correctly. You fall through them uh, when you shouldn't be falling through them. And they kind of chase you down. Yeah, too. they so chase like, you down. That's what I was starting to try to say is like they kind of wait for you to like be in the least optimal position to like be like. <laughs> you go and you try to, you're jumping onto a platform and it looks clear. And then while you're in the air, there's an empty like the floor falls out and mm-hmm. you just fall through it. And you're like, it doesn't help to jump to a different part of the platform because that yeah. moving trap door will just yeah. shift and get you no matter where you land and so it's they spent a, yeah. a good amount of time on the ai for the the black pits of doom that just always chase yeah. you down in that in that uh baby moses level my notes actually say gotcha yeah yeah they definitely extended that yeah. way longer than it needed to be mm-hmm. by just adding a yeah. whole bunch of gotchas to the baby uh, moses part or d- <sighs> Like the 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 guys with spears and the baby Moses, you're like, where? Okay, so if I touch the spear, like you can't quite figure out how to navigate around the enemies. Like sometimes when you touch them in the wrong spot, they hurt you. Or but sometimes you can run straight through them without getting hurt. But if they poke you, I think you drop the baby. It's like this whole thing, man. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? It's very strange, very strange. And you you drop the baby, and if you don't get back to it soon enough. The guards will pick up the baby and toss him in the river, yep. which is just kind of horrifying yep. to have in a children's game. So, yeah, mm, interesting stuff. Yeah, yep, I noticed yep. some weird stuff at the end of levels. I was playing the Baby Moses level, and I like apparently jumped over. You know, like when you at the end of a Mario game, you jump on the flagpole, and that's how yeah. you know the level's over. You don't have this in that in this game. You kind of just get to the end of the level, and it says "Well done." Yeah. Well, I like came in too hot, like over the top, and and missed the the pixel on the screen that would flag the end of the level, and I had to like run backwards and find it. That was weird. I noticed when I was watching on YouTube, somebody was fighting Goliath and like they killed him. But as they killed him, his sprite like falls and he fell off the screen. And so it despawned his sprite before it triggered the end of the level. And then he went backwards and Goliath respawned and he had to fight him again. So there was just some funky coding going on here. Like I said, I mean, it... It has. It's better than it has the right to do be because these people, I think, were just like fans. You know, they're just like out there, just like attempting to create something. I got a book out of the library, <laughs> program assembly. Yeah, like, it's kind of like code um, your first NES game. It's like the room. It's it's a movie made by people who have no reason or right to be making a movie, and all of a sudden it goes viral, and they've sold all these copies of it. It's kind of <laughs> like that, you know. You kind of have to just appreciate it for what it is, not what it was attempting to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, last point that I have: this thing overstays its welcome for sure. Yeah, uh, I was so like, we pulled the plug on it, like. A level and a half before it was over. Yeah, we that's true. So it was. It was felt really good to do that. <laughs> I feel like the David levels were the right length, and they needed to make the rest of the game be that same length. Without like the the Baby Moses ones are artificially too long because it's too hard and the noah ones are too long because they just keep giving you more and more and more stuff to collect so if they could have just kept them all short and sweet like the david one i would have been okay with it yeah but that's the problem is as as the entire package of bible adventures too long too much yeah overstays its welcome like specifically because you were talking about you came over today and you were like so i looked at because i think initially when you looked at how long to beat it was like an hour and a half or something and then 
you came over today. You're like, I watched um, some footage or whatever to see how long the game were. This part was like five minutes. This part was like 15 minutes. And well, yeah, this for, part was like an hour. For like speedrunners who know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. So it's like, I mean, in speedrunners, you know, like these, these uh, whatever Noah levels where you're running around the same level, yeah, collecting all the same, or not the same level but you're collecting different things every time in the same level yeah it's like no no this should have just been two levels that were or four levels that were more interesting than this yeah um send me on an adventure for some weird animals or just have you do two levels of noah and that that's it you don't need to have four let me do like a sonic the hedgehog thing where i get to the end of the level and i explode a giant thing and animals that Save i need pop animals. out yeah so my last thing that I have on here kind of ties into that. And I feel like they kind of had some strange choices for adventures. It's a game called yeah. Bible Adventure. You're drawing from a book that has a whole lot of action in it. Like, you know, think about the number of movies and TV shows and all that have been made out of this source material. And, you know, you're going to choose David and Goliath. You know, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a story. A little guy kills a big guy. It's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, you have... Uh, Noah's Ark, sure, he's collecting animals. Kids love animals. That works for a video game for kids. <laughs> the whole Baby Moses thing just kind of blows my mind, though, because it's like that the whole like plot of what you're trying to do isn't even a part of the story, like running around and like getting past guards and spiders. So many spiders for some reason, <laughs> like running through Egypt. Like if you look at like the actual story, it's like one sentence and she goes and, and puts Moses in the river and then pharaoh's daughter finds him and it's like immediately and there's there's no intrigue of running around and trying to escape all of these bad guys killing you it's like there if you want that but there are hundreds of stories to choose from where you could have done that and it's it's a classic video game adaptation of different source material how many times have we got video games that liberally change the source that's what i'm saying though but like it's just a video game you want moses like they put old man moses like uh parting the red sea on the cover of the video game that's not in the game like actually take a part of (laughs) moses's life there's all sorts of parts of moses life you could have picked that would have made for good video game material this is this was not it the whole first (sighs) sentence of his life i'm just saying if you're gonna make a game based on bible adventures you know maybe pick pick some good ones (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> I did see Wisdom Tree has a game called Spiritual Warfare, which I think was for the uh, for PC or I don't know. You can get it on Steam if you're really interested. And I just watched a quick clip of it, and it was a guy walking around throwing fruit at people. Like it's it's a ripoff, it's a ripoff of Zelda. So like like the original Zelda, where you're like walking and you go off screen and the panel shifts. So it's like a ripoff of Zelda, and when the bad guys come get you, you throw fruit at them, and then they fall to their knees and they're praying, and then they turn into <laughs> a dove, and you go and pick them up. And so I guess like <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Wisdom Tree has done a lot worse, but I'm just saying like I, I'm not sure they picked the right adventures to include in Bible adventures. Goodness, that's it. That's it. All right, let's move on to the rest of our show. Let's do it.
Jordan, what would you uh, what would you pay for the experience you had with Bible Adventures? If you, I mean, I know it's besides the fact that it's priceless. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what would you pay if you had to? to um, if you had to buy my copy off of me to display on a shelf. Yeah. See, this is the thing. <laughs> you don't even have the cool looking copy. So it came in a, a blue, a light baby blue cartridge. Yeah. Or a black cartridge. Correct. And you have the black one. And it's not yeah. that it's not cool. It's just it looks more like a normal NES game than the blue one, which was just yes, because like, so... NES games were black. No, but like there were other like <laughs> it's not off, even the right shape, man. There were other like off-brand black NES cartridges, yes. like the ten gen ones. I think yeah. were black. So it's like the, you know, if if I'm gonna get it, I want the the real weird looking baby blue one. If it's behind the box, sorry, because I happen to own this complete yeah box, complete in box. It doesn't matter what color the cartridge is inside the box. It's, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, it's what's on the outside that counts. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> good point, good point. I mean, when you're talking about it, like I'm buying this if I'm buying it to just to put in my office as a display piece because it's a funny, weird, quirky piece of culture. Yeah. Uh, and my own personal history of just growing up having this game. So like with that in mind, I'm not buying this to play it. <laughs> I would <laughs> buy anybody, it put it on a shelf. Is anybody buying uh, this to play and it? $5 max. $5 max. No, that's wrong. That, Complete like, in box? <laughs> no, no. Like if I saw this somewhere like at like a goodwill or something for ten dollars anything more than that though i'm walking away but You're purely picking this up for 10 bucks like purely just as like a art piece to put in my office like on my bookshelf <laughs> so somehow, like, somehow it spiked from five dollars to ten dollars well i'm just thinking like realistically if i actually saw this at goodwill for ten dollars like I, you would pick it up but more than that That's i couldn't justify it incredible that is incredible to me i'm just saying like as as like the actual game, two dollars. How much are you paying on a Steam sale for this? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't play games on my computer. I can't imagine that there are people. There, there's not actually people out there that play games on a computer, right? Stop. Th- those people don't exist. Stop. Do they? Just stop. I can't. I could you? Can you imagine like choosing to sit in a computer chair to play a video game? Uh, yeah. It just sounds awful to me. <laughs> There's no way those people actually like sit at a desk for work though. It has to be like people who are like on their feet or like. All right, whatever. You're saying ten bucks. I just can't imagine it. Uh, like that's a real stretch. Just as like an art piece. Ten bucks as an art piece. Goodness. Um, my. <laughs> I think I've got a range on this one, Jordan. Oh, I like a range. Into my gut. My gut initially was like two dollars. You're trying yes. through two two dollars. Then I was like, I think I'd pay up to three. I pay up to three dollars for the experience I had with Bible. There Avengers. you go. See, two, two to three dollars for this one. You're giving me a hard time for for doubling mine, and you went up. Uh, it was just astronomically high for what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. Well, well uh, like I say, if we're going based just solely on gameplay, two dollars. Oh, man, this game, um, <clears throat> this game is a dog turd. It's bad, but it made me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> It made me laugh, and that's not. We've played some bad games that I just. There's no redeeming this, factor in it. This has to be one of the worst games that we've played. It yeah, but you get to a point where it's so bad that it's good. No, you don't. It's so you bad don't. that it's funny. No, it's yes. not. It's it because never transcends. You die in a game like um like so. For example, we were talking earlier today about Super Double Dragon. Yeah, and I said if you go back to that episode of the of the podcast, I Which, said that that game is is egg whites it's very funny uh sometimes things happen on this podcast and it's like when did that happen yeah like we during the extra life stream we were talking about jimmy johns 
And it was like, when did that become a thing? And then I was, you know, we're doing the, um, our retro game of the year awards for, uh, for super worth it or worthless. Um, so I've been going back through some old episodes and <laughs> I found the, the, you're like, this game is fine. It's Jimmy John's. You're, you're, you're like, yeah, <laughs> just to hear you talk about Jimmy John's. And then that's where like some of the Mayo stuff came yeah. in where you're like, it's, it's just, cold. It's creamy. It's bland. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Super Double Dragon is so bland that I don't have an opinion it's about nothing. it. And in fact, Jordan, you said <laughs> when I asked you what you'd pay for the experience, you're like, this is an incomplete game. They should pay me yeah. <laughs> for testing the game. But this is the thing. <laughs> Super Double Dragon is a better game, is a better mm. game than Bible Adventures. Yeah. But I'd rather play Bible Adventures Why? because it's so bad that it's funny. No. I never laughed like no that chance. when we played Super Double Dragon. No I didn't chance. laugh. I didn't. I didn't feel anything. This game at least made me. <laughs> yeah, you, you were did. in there dying because of the quirky, terrible programming was making the enemies do oh, ridiculous, hilarious things. Me. And that made me laugh. And I actually felt something, which I can't say about Gosh. some of the other just bad, bland games. So, yeah, it's bad, but it's bordering on no. so bad that it's good. No, no. It's worthless. Oh, absolutely. I don't even know what it goes for, and I know it's going to yeah. be worthless. Worthless. <laughs> what do you think it's going for? Uh, all right, Jordan, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got some prices here. Okay. Some prices here. Uh, black cartridge, NES, what do you think it's going for? Uh, the black price, cartridge price on NES is probably going for forty dollars. No, higher. Seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Wow, <laughs> Don't be that's so reasonable. No, it's not. That's reasonable not for this experience. There's only three hundred thousand of them, and even less of just the one color. <sighs> Speaking of the one color, Jordan, how much do you think that one color? The blue. The blue version. one, forty bucks. Twenty three. Just Holy six cow. more dollars. That's black version. man. Yeah. I'm not tempted. Like if I was, <laughs> if I was actually like a collector in any way, twenty three bucks I would go for it. But being <laughs> me, mind. that's more than double what I'd You're pay to pick it mind. up as a joke. No way. Although it's it's outside. So yeah, I was gonna say I'd pick it up as a white elephant gift, but it's outside. White elephant gift. We do a five dollar limit, so oh, it's man. well beyond that. Goodness. Uh, PC version, which I don't know what platforms. You could, maybe it's on GOG. You Who knows. <laughs> There's a, it's on Steam. Yeah, right. It's in a, a, a bundle mind. from Win- Wisdom Tree called the Spiritual Warfare and Wisdom Tree Bundle. Gosh. <laughs> Spiritual Warfare was so good that we had to name that it That was the headlining the game. Yeah. yeah, that was the headlining one. Uh, anyways, PC version, Jordan. If you're buying a PC version off the internet, apparently, to play on an old PC. Uh, $7. It's actually 13 13 okay. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's the the graphics, I think, are a little better on the PC version. I think it runs <laughs> a little better. <laughs> I, saw the, I have no idea. I saw the Sega Genesis version, and it somehow looked and sounded worse than the <laughs> NES version, which shouldn't be possible. Oh, man. So what do you think the Genesis version's going for? Uh, yeah, we got two prices. Again, we we are plagued by the cardboard box yeah, and the, the regular Genesis version. Look that up eventually. I'm going to say $15. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Sure. $32 for the non-cardboard box version, Jordan. Okay. How many for the cardboard box version? I, can't, I truly can't remember if those are better or worse. Uh, t- 23 $40. 40 I should have gone back to 40 <laughs> 
Okay. Cardboard box apparently. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It'd be worth more because it's uh yeah. Of cardboard cor- of box course. is yes. less durable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, these aren't course. these are loose prices, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who knows? So as we said, worthless. Absolutely worthless. Although if you're a huge collector, seventeen bucks isn't crazy i guess and you still shouldn't add it to your collection unless but you're a completionist if you really want to play this and you are a person who plays video you games on your computer me. you can pick it up on steam for 7.99 with a bunch of other games six other games or something i have to imagine on a steam sale you could probably get that for a trusty two dollars and they also have a bundle right now where you can save 25 percent if you bundle it with super 3d noah's ark okay. which is the only unlicensed Super Nintendo game that was ever released. Also made by Wisdom Tree. It's a it's like a port of Doom. Yeah, I think I saw a screenshot on Wisdom Tree's website. Walking around and like throwing apples at animals or something. <laughs> I don't know. If you really want to play uh, Super 3D Noah's Ark, which actually looks a lot more fun than the rest of the Wisdom Tree if games. If you really want to play Super 3D Noah's Ark, maybe play Chex Quest instead. Well, of course, if you're going to play a... <laughs> If you're going to play a serial-themed retro game, you really don't have any other options besides If you're going to play a Doom clone that's not Doom, then don't play. <laughs> Just go with Chex Quest. I think Chex Quest might be available for free on Steam. And I think there's really? like three of them now. There's two or three of them. Well, you don't want too much of a good thing. <laughs> that's true. You don't that's want true. too much of a good thing. All right. All right, Jordan. Uh, do we have trivia? Today? You know I do. I thought I cannot <laughs> oh, believe you didn't mention this. I thought you were going to blow up my trivia, but here we are. Oh. Here we are, Dan. Did you know I, that a nobody port- did? No. <laughs> well, somebody did. Somebody on the internet knew this. Did you know, Dan, that a port of Bible Adventures was planned and created, but never released for which console? There was a port of this that was planned and created, but never released. For which console? The Xbox 360. No. Was it <laughs> Was it the Sega Master System, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Game Gear, or the Game Boy? I have to imagine, strictly based on the Sega Genesis version. Yeah. That they were going to go for the Super Nintendo version. You would be wrong. You'd be wrong. It was actually a Game Boy port. A Game Boy port was, was planned my, probably my second choice. and created, yeah. but never released. It's actually referenced in the instructions and lines like from the Red Monkey, uh, and then in parentheses next to it, it'll say, Dark Shade on Game Boy comes fruit. And from the oh. Yellow Monkey, and then in parentheses, Light Shade on Game Boy, Monkey comes coconut. Okay. So apparently they were so far into planning it that they actually just printed one instruction manual to go with both versions of the game okay and then they backed out i'm guessing it was more expensive or they just realized you know we'll just stick with the nes how much research did you do on this game uh very little (laughs) where did you find that because i think the wikipedia page it was not on wikipedia it was pretty breezy it was very short yeah no i (laughs) i had to i had to do some digging to get that dan uh, well, we'll agree to disagree. We won't. You got the trivia wrong. <laughs> you got the trivia wrong. All right. Let's I'm move sh- on. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I didn't. Uh, Jordan. Dan. We have a bounty for December. We do. Uh, in honor of you yeah. complaining for three and a half years about yeah. me never letting you pick games for this podcast, That's even though you never ask. <sighs> 
Not sure. Um, that. The only one you were ever like, let's play Tetris. Let's play Tetris. Let's play Tetris. And we finally got to play Tetris. It was great. Yeah. It was, it was great. Excellent, even. Uh, that's a video game. Uh, we got we got a bounty uh, in honor of you this month. Yes, one of my favorite things in the world is uh, giving away Switch eShop code cash. <laughs> uh, to to enter this bounty, Jordan, people have to uh, let us know what is your favorite game. But it's wrong answers only. Not yeah. So you're you're sending <laughs> in what is what do you think my favorite game is, Jordan, the co-host of this podcast who has some wrong opinions about things. What do you think <laughs> my favorite game is? Wrong answers only. And if you do that, you could win yourself $20 Nintendo Switch eShop North American code cash, all of those adjectives. Code, not cash. There's no cash. Well, it's called it's called No, cash. it's not called cash. That's a very different <laughs> thing that I don't think we're, code cash. I don't think we're allowed to do. All right, not the, cash. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're going to get a digital code that lets you spend money on the North American eShop of the Nintendo Switch. And you can buy a whole bunch of stuff. All you have to do is send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at WIOW Podcast and let us know what you think my favorite video game is. Wrong answers only. Uh, you can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Or you could message Dan or myself on Discord. Send us a DM and let us know the answer. Uh, you can always earn bonus entries on Discord just by jumping in there and participating. It keeps growing every day. We keep seeing new people come in and it's awesome. It's a great little community to talk about retro gaming and a whole bunch of other stuff. So hop on in there. Uh, you are going to earn points or whatever bounty entries just by participating, but you still have to submit an actual entry to be considered to get those bonus entries, fact. all that kind of stuff. Yep. <clears throat> all the stuff is in the podcast description if you need that in writing because we are... Yes. Unclear and rambling about it. Speaking of bounty, we have our bounty what? winner from last month's last month's twenty dollar No Thember? No Thember. No Thember wow. Spiro mission? We didn't have a theme, so it's no thember. And our winner <laughs> is the one and only Shanks. One and only Shanks. We asked you what is your favorite licensed uh comic, comic book, book video game? And Shanks said, My entry for the November uh, Bounty Hunt is my favorite licensed comic book game, and it would have to be The Punisher, the arcade slash Genesis version, not the NES one, which <laughs> is an important distinction because the NES one is like a on-rails shooter, I think, yeah. uh, same as the Game Boy one, and the uh, arcade and Genesis one is a fantastic, fantastic beat-em-up game. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I have it on my arcade one-up Marvel machine, and I'd never played it until then, and I, I love that game. So yeah. great choice, Shanks. And speaking of the Punisher for the arcade, Jordan, yeah, I have a feeling that next month we'll, we'll be having a conversation Ooh. about that their game when we uh, when we celebrate um, Jarcaduary. No, I thought we agreed on Januarcaduary. Januarcaduary. Next month we're, t- we're talking about arcade games. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the first episode that we're going to do next month going to be our Desert Island Arcade Ports, I think. Ooh, I love I think, it. I, I think, love it. I love so it. I think it's got to have both a console and an arcade release. I think. Yeah. But That sounds knows? good to me. You Well, you never know. You never know. You never know what could happen between Tomorrow now and Tomorrow never then. knows. That's right. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm right. excited for yeah. the next month. I figured you would. This is kind of like, oh, my friend likes arcade games. Maybe he can, I can like extra shut him up for a while. Yeah, throw me a games. bone. Throw me a bone, man. We don't Since, want to play some like JRPG or whatever nonsense. Well, yeah, it's coming up next. It was almost January, January RPG. It was, oh. it was one of my options in my brain, but I've been, um, 
I haven't been out as ahead of things as I would like to be. So January, I, I just didn't have time to think about what RPGs would make he, sense. He says he's not out ahead of things. As we record this, it's December 6th, and we're talking oh, about what we're doing stop. next month. Well, if you didn't... I'm only thinking a whole month ahead. Uh, I'm not only thinking a month ahead. He actually some has plans people, for February, too. Some people have completely insane schedules, and so I just have to like pin them down where I can. Hey. So I'm just, do I'm, just do. I'm just saying... Uh, Jordan, um, I, I don't know if we have any, do we have anything else? We got, we got a Patreon now. We do have a Patreon. We mentioned it earlier in this episode that the whole reason we even played this game is because our Patreon subscribers voted on it. So if you would like to have some sort of input in the show, if you want to get a whole bonus podcast every month, we're recording an, a bonus episode of a podcast called Super Worth It or Worthless All Stars Deluxe, a retro gaming podcast. You, and that's the first time I ever nailed that name. I you think. didn't even nail it. No, <laughs> it's not a retro gaming podcast. What it's was a retro it? game podcast, you. Okay, so I you basically nailed it. I just added an extra <laughs> suffix onto game. Anyway, uh, you could get that. And last month we talked about... The, re- the greatest retro gaming series of all time. And you can watch Dan lose his mind as myself. We well, can't and watch. Again, Jordan, why you, you, can keep saying, you keep saying wrong things? Because this is the thing. When I when I listen to an audiobook or a podcast, I, like, I'm visualizing it. In my, I am watching so it. So you go into a trance state where it's just completely... No, you like when you it. hear something, you don't like actually like visualize <laughs> it in your brain. Anyway, I do. <laughs> you can listen as Dan loses his mind as myself and another Jordan. We brought in another Jordan just to really... Just get Dan's nerves grating. And uh, uh, we did not pick games that Dan appreciated. Nope. It was very funny. <laughs> this month in December, actually, immediately when we're done recording this, we're going to record the next Super Weow episode. Swow. It's the Swow You. It's the Retro Gaming Awards. <laughs> The Retro Game of the Year Awards, yeah. something like that. We're going to try to, we're going to see. We're gonna see. It's going to be a good time. So if you want I access hope. to that, if you want to vote on future podcast episodes, if you want to get a merch discount and all sorts of other, you can get the podcast a few days early each week yep. or every other week rather. Yep. Um, just, yeah, you can subscribe on Patreon, get all of that stuff. Link in the description or I think patreon.com slash worth it or worthless. I have to like triple check that, but. Yeah, you can search for us. You'll find it. It's yeah, the internet. It's there. It's You'll there. It. We're there. They haven't shut us down yet. No. All right. What else uh, we got? I think that is it, Jordan. Do you have anything else before we close it out with our music segment? I think that's going to do it. But I uh, just wish all of you a, a, a very Merry Christmas yeah. and a Happy New Year and uh, whatever holidays you might be celebrating over the next couple weeks. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan, speaking of it being Christmas time, we got Carol of the Lost Woods by T. Lopes. Ooh, mashup of Christmas and yeah. retro video games. You can't get much better than that. Seriously, I wish. Uh, so, like. I don't know, month and a month, month and a half ago, I got this um, songs from this <laughs> this EP stuck in my head. Yeah, and I was like listening to Christmas retro game music, and I was like, I wish there was more of this. Yeah. So. Well, now whenever I'm listening to Christmas music, I keep ex- like I'll hear just the normal Carol of the Bells, and I'm like, where's that Lost Woods theme? Where's that yeah. Lost Woods theme? And it doesn't come in, and it just doesn't hit like it does. Which, by the way, if you don't know who T. Lopes is, he's been like crushing it this year with his like lo-fi retro gaming stuff. So look him up on Spotify. He's got his own. Uh, he's got a playlist on his Spotify called Tease Beats, Ooh, Tease where Beats. he's got some Final Fantasy and some Legend of Zelda and some other stuff, and it's really good. So I've been I've been enjoying myself some T. Lopes lately. So I hope you enjoy this song. Yes, enjoy and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great uh, your December. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>